You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. All right, welcome to Side B of this week's episode of Clock Radio Speakers. Um, Side A, we talked about pretty much iPhones. (laughs) The whole side. Uh, Armand, you sound enthused. Extremely. We didn't even update the good people. You, you, uh, how's your tour going? Oh man, shout out to New York, man. Brooklyn was love. Manhattan was love. Where um, in Brooklyn were you? Um, I stayed a week. I stayed a block from uh from the Barclays. Oh okay. Yeah, I stayed. There's a there's a church there that had um some uh some living quarters. Um, so I, I mean, I was like right in the middle. Of, I was right in the middle of uh the the new Brooklyn. The new Brooklyn. Yeah. Did so you, did you go was, to Williamsburg, hang out with the hipsters. Um, I don't, honestly, I don't know where I was. <laughs> I just saw Barclay Center and then we went to the Kith in Brooklyn and, um, oh my God, my experience was just, I didn't get to hit cafeteria. Oh, there's just, I could really tell the story like about what happened. It, it was, it was crazy, but you know. How much money did you spend at Kith? Zero, zero dollars. Really? Um, the Kith, the Kith didn't really have anything I wanted. You got to go to the Kith in Manhattan. That's probably the better one. Um, I haven't been to that one. Both times I've been to Kith, I've been to the one in Brooklyn. So I'm assuming, yeah, the one in Manhattan is probably better. Because um, I really want these. Uh, they've got some winter boots there. Um, so obviously, they're not, they're not going to have boots out. They had a couple of Red Wings out, but nothing too crazy. Right. They still had, you know, Air Maxes and, you know, Adidas and stuff like that out. So you right. know, that, I was looking for something specific that I saw on their website. I wanted to make sure that I bought the right size when I buy them. Um, but nah, shout out to Kith, man. It was a shout out to New York, man. New York was love. Santos was love. Um you know, performing in New York was just unreal. Um, rapping over an alchemist sample with no drums for a crowd that came to see a R&B slash pop artist was just, and for them to like really rock with it was just, it was just crazy. What'd you so rap shout- over? Uh, we did, uh, Taylor and I did uh, 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 the uh, Thank Jesus from uh, Praise Break. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was, he brought me out during the set. The sound was love. The crowd was amazing. Um, you know, it's weird. Like people knew me in, in New York, like, yo, I got called out like across the street, like, yo, Armand, wake up. What up? Like that. That was weird. I, New York was love, man. I, I, I came back inspired and some of you guys will get to experience that, uh, that inspiration very, very soon. Actually, by the time this comes out, I have a record out and we'll have another record out shortly after. So yeah, man. Yeah. So, of uh, next stop is I just had to cancel some dates, so I believe the next stop is uh, the twenty seventh, uh, Glory Fest. It's actually, the last date, um, the twenty seventh, September twenty seventh. Uh, that's at Long Street Studios here in Columbus. Um, pretty much anybody you could think of that raps for Jesus in Columbus will be at this show. So, if you like Christian hip hop, you should probably get to that show. It's gonna be really, really dope. And I'm doing a bunch of new music too, like and not the other new music, like other new music. So. Should be dope. So, um, you want to talk about Apple stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no. Instead, let's talk about uh, we we got some got some sports some sports controversies going on. Yeah. Um, l- let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Now, I'm not too familiar on this. Um, I I've kind of seen an overview of what happened, but I don't know the gist of it. So, you're gonna have to fill me in. Right. So, there's a lot of details here, but there's really two different things going on here. So, basically. The story broke and it was, you know, the majority owner of the Hawks. So the Hawks have one majority owner and then a bunch of minority owners. And their ownership collectively has been sort of, um, it's been a a rocky ride. They all don't necessarily love each other. Um, There's been lawsuits in the past. There's been complications. Never loved us. 
it's a uh, it's an interesting situation. But um, it came out that uh, the majority owner was going to sell his, his his stake in the Hawks because he was essentially turning himself in because there was an investigation happen you know being done. Um, he said that there was a racist email or an email. I'm I'm paraphrasing heavily, but basically that there was an email out there. There was racist uh, language and, and there was racist conversations happening. He didn't want it to cause the organization permanent harm, so he's selling. Um, did you read the email? No, I've, I really didn't see any. I just heard about it. I didn't get to see see much of anything. The email is um, it's him emailing to I believe Danny Ferry, the GM, who's also on the hook for some ridiculous comments about Luol Deng. Stolos. Um, the letter from the from the from the from the Hawks owner is essentially you can boil it down to a lot of things, but it's basically he wants he wants to make more money. He he assumes that Southern whites aren't comfortable around African Americans. So the the thrust of the of the email letter is basically, can you please have less black people featured at the games? <laughs> like that's about the best. There's a lot more detail in there. It's, it's essentially like, I mean, he's like where he actually says, you know, oh, I've been complaining about the number of black people on the kiss cam. It's like, oh, God. Wow. But then in the but the, and, he'll, and he actually take takes pain in the email to point out. He's like, you know, for some reason, people don't feel safe. And I think it's because they're racist. But then he goes and clearly does something racist. You know what it is? Racist is not a binary thing. We talked about this. I think we talked about Donald Sterling. If we do. It's not that, and this is this is my opinion. I obviously want to hear your opinion. Um, I don't think. Why do you want to obviously hear my opinion, Doc? What you trying to say? Because you face more racism than I do. I'm a white male living in Connecticut. I'm a I'm a very tall black man. Right. I do not face that much racism. Oh. But I've never dealt with racism like that. Like not 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 wholeheartedly. Like not really. Mm. Keep it real. I really haven't. And I've been the token black my whole life. Interesting. Yeah, very much so. But. You know, I can. St- I believe I can still speak to it. Go ahead. Right. I mean, the clo- right. The I mean, my closest experiences really have just been no- like I, I never forget this. Like I, I remember the differences in high school when I would hang out with a group of white friends versus a. It was always a group of mixed. All, we had a bunch of Puerto Rican kids. We had uh, we had black kids. We had white kids. We had Asian kids. It was military base, right? We had a whole like melting pot. Yep. 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 When that group is walking through the BX, man. You have so much extra attention on you. Yes, you do. You aren't. You can't even look at a magazine. Mm-hmm. Whereas I walk in, I don't care. Take could care less. Right. And that is such a minor example, but that was as a kid when I was first really like, something's not right here. <laughs> um, but anyway, why was I even talking about? It? Oh, anyway, so. It, the Hawks owner is a great example of like, okay, so if the. I don't even know if it's a sliding scale of like zero to a hundred of racism, but it's more like he is an example of the sort of quote unquote soft racism that like permeates our society. The stereotypes, the assumptions, the, oh, I'm not racist because I'm not using an, I'm not using a slur when I'm describing a group of people, but now I'm going to tell you all the ways that I want to make more money because, oh, some of these lines were absolutely insane. Like if you just look at them in without any context, it's like, really? Like he says, you know, um, black people don't cheer as cheer as loud as white people. So that's a problem for him. 
Word. They don't spend as much money at concessions. You know, he's like, if he, in the email, he's like, if this, if the season ticket demographic you're going after is 40 and white, could you please play some music that 40 year old white people will know? (laughs) It is, it is a stunningly like, it is soft racism wrapped in the lens of, well, I'm just trying to make money. And it's, you know, he's a 62 year old white man who's rich. Look at that. He can't, you know, it's his worldview. And it's messed up. But this type of racism, to me, is so much more prevalent than the Donald Sterling type of racism. Mm-hmm. As I mean, it's it's derived from it. They're, it, they're, it totally they're similar, is. They're similar in nature, but this is a lot more general. Because what's I mean, this is this was like him having a real conversation with his employee. Mm-hmm. Like as he's justifying business moves, like we need to do this to bring in more white people. Yeah. And in his eyes, he's like, it's totally justified. And he yeah. actually, you know, it, it, I don't understand this. And maybe it's a, I don't, I, I'd love to say it's a generational thing or it's a what part of the country are you from thing. But I don't know if it is, you know, um, because I still think that I still think that overwhelmingly a lot of white people still have this sort of soft racism in their circles that they run in. I think I think maybe the difference is I'm um, I think maybe maybe some of the differences like as like when you go younger on the age scale, it's prob it's nowhere near as pronounced maybe. But I fear and suspect that this sort of these sort of attitudes continue to influence and these sort of really like sort of not discreet is the word I'm looking for. These really it's almost like a little nudge here, a little nudge there, and all of a sudden we've made made a decision. That's influenced by a racist worldview. And I, I don't know. I suspect I know for a fact. I mean, I, I can just tell you, like, I know that I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Right. I feel like we're so segregated again as a society. More more so. And I think the, the bad part about it is that when we were segregated um, in the civil rights area and prior, prior to, it was plainly noted. We right. knew nowadays you can't really play that card, you know, but. You know, dealing with God, I mean, just again, the reaction and the response to Ferguson, I think people are starting to realize that things aren't as, you know, peachy keen as one would think. And there need to be some real conversations and some real changes made to uh, to either either, you know, come against it and, and eliminate it or at minimum, you know, let everybody know and make a statement of this is what it is so that everybody's clear. It's like the, it's like the girl, it's like the girl that you're, you're, you're dating, but you guys aren't together. Like she needs to ask you, what are we? That makes sense. Does that, does that analogy make sense? Like, you know, we, we kind of act like everything is cool, but like things need to be defined and things need to be made clear for everybody just so we know. So then we know what to address and what not to address. And that's, that's why I think we are in, in, in a, in a, in our country as far as racism because i'm not i laugh i laugh at racism because i'm just i'm just not surprised you know what i'm saying like it's just it's it's just ignorant to me right i think you know in a way i think ignorance is almost a better term because i think in a way and i'm not trying to excuse it i think in a way human nature is to be afraid of what you don't know of what you're not experienced with totally right so it oh i don't know this oh i'm not you know these are people who i don't hang out with oh they're different than me they must not be they must not be okay yeah i don't know if that's human nature but it's certainly american nature mhm so the more segregated we are the worse we are yep 
And diversity doesn't mean having the token black guy. It doesn't mean having the token Asian lady over here. It doesn't mean the token whatever, right? Diversity <laughs> means diversity, right? Yep. And that's really the only way. And for so long, you know, our country knew, or at least the public argument that was winning was, we have to structure things with these artificial barriers to make sure that we have it a diverse environment. It's how you get things like affirmative action, both in hiring and in college admissions. It's how you got a whole number of, of sort of of things. But it's how you got like the Voting Rights Act. And, you know, it's it was this whole notion that, look, left to our own devices, the, the white majority is going to screw this up. That used to be an impl- that used to be an understanding that we had in America. And as time wears on and the further we get from the civil rights movement, people forget that or they assume that it's a solved problem or they, you know, oh, we don't need that anymore. Yeah. This isn't because it's not that overt racism, at least not always. So you still have it, but it's not as common. So instead, we have this soft racism, which is just as insidious and arguably worse. It's harder to find. It's, it's harder to stop. Yeah. And so we are totally more, we are way more segregated, I feel like, than we were even when we were growing up. Mm. And I mean, am I am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. I've never thought about that. I'm not sure. I feel like society is just creeping closer to this monocult, but it's like it's these little niches. Everybody has their niche. And now that we are in a world where everybody has their niche, your niche is going to most likely look like you. Mm. It doesn't have to, but that's what often happens. Mm. So as we as we collapse into these individual niches and we don't have this notion of a shared mass culture anymore, which came with its own problems. Believe me. Believe, right? believe me. But <laughs> can't help but think that that's a problem with this. Mm. If you're a white kid growing up and you're going to schools that have mostly white people in them and your parents have almost exclusively white friends, your your very nature is those people are others. And that's an yep. awful thing to think about any human being. Yeah, But it's going to influence everything, right? But people don't want to hear about, oh, the government's making my kid go to school over here. Right. Because this is America. We can do whatever we want, right? Mm-hmm. People don't want to hear that. Allegedly. You don't think so? Mm-mm. But that's the problem. Okay, great. If we do whatever we want, so what? We're going to ruin our society? What's the balance? I mean, oh, that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> it ties think, in. To me, it all ties in. I think that... When it comes to, I think that boundaries have, I think boundaries get a bad rap. Mm. I think that, I think that correct boundaries are good. I think you can flourish better when you have correct boundaries, proper boundaries. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about boundaries in terms of, well, this, you know, this group of people are here and that group of people are here. I mean, personally, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, the freedom to do what you want is kind of, kind of crazy. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of scary, you know, cause any, what's anything, anything is everything. Now I sound like Seinfeld. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, anything is everything. And then, I don't know, I saw him say something to Wally about anything, everything, and nothing. But You know what I'm saying? But I, I, believe, that, I believe that boundaries are healthy. The correct boundaries are healthy. But that's just me, though. Um, uh, do we need to get into Ray Rice now? Are we still on? No, I, I, was, I was really just thinking, like, I'm trying to figure out. So, uh, so I guess, the, so what we found out, at, like, as the stories evolved, apparently what happened was the, when Danny Ferry, the GM, when he said those comments about Lou Aldang. Uh-huh. The, some of the minority owners who were, and I mean that in terms of a, they own a minority of the team, not they are right. a minority. Not um, the minority races. <laughs> right. So, some of the minor team were, were not okay with, they were in on like a conference call, so they weren't there. 
They were not okay with these comments about Luol Deng. So they said something. And some way or another, I don't, really, I don't have the exact, exact story in front of me, but basically at some point the league got involved to investigate where it was, I think part of this has got to be, you know, the Sterling situation. People are now trying to dig into their own closet, see what skeletons they can find. Because if it comes in this era, if it comes out and you can't control the story, you're done. Yeah. Right. As it is, like, I don't know how Danny Ferry can be the GM anymore. And isn't that sort of, I mean... After what he said about Luol Deng, I don't know how he can be a GM anymore. Right, because now he doesn't have the trust of the, of, the, of the other players or any other black players, any of the other minority players. If you, yeah, if you're a black player and you're talking to Danny Ferry, how could you take him seriously? Right. Right. Does it, is it, doesn't that speak to it similarly to uh, how the NFL handled the Ray Rice situation? How the NFL handled the Ray Rice situation. Meaning like the fact no, that... No, I'm trying... I mean, it's based... Like, you really have... If you want to come away from this not feeling disgusting and like you need to take a shower, then you basically have to assume that the NFL never saw that footage and that the story that Ray Rice's lawyer was telling, which was essentially... They were in a fight of some sort, mm-hmm. and that's how she got hurt. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that the NFL heard that story, was totally okay with it, then interviewed the two of them side by side, had her at the press conference apologizing. It, she's a domestic violence victim. She's cannot believe. Roger Goodell is doing an astonishingly poor job of running the NFL lately. <laughs> Shouldn't uh, he be fired by now? Say poor, poor is not the word. Awful. Poor, I don't even know if awful is the word. Um, I think the, I think the thing that that you know bothers people the most is that there's no way that the casino said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna withhold this evidence from the NFL, but TMZ offered us a little extra cash, so we're gonna give it to them." There's no way that happened. Well, the New Jersey State Police came out today and basically said that the NFL wasn't allowed to have it. But why? I don't believe that. I don't know if I believe it either. Either way, I mean, because the police because the police have a a great reputation right now. Well, look, I agree. Um, What we're all forgetting is how awful the original video was too. Yeah, it was. It was another. It was another angle of the second half where she was knocked out and he was carrying her out. No, no, we just he was dragging her out. Okay, carry drag. No, there's a difference. Okay, and actually, that's the most. I mean, look, there's some really messed up stuff. In that, in that footage that leaked out this weekend. The, arguably, the most messed up thing of all is the complete lack of remorse and emotion that he shows. Like, he decks her and then really just stands there. <laughs> Nothing. And in no, none of this has there been any sort of remorse. I don't even know what you say about remorse in this case. If he shows, but is it on, is it... Does he need to show me remorse? Do I need to see remorse from Ray Rice? I don't. Because that's not my. That's not my. His 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 family, maybe his teammates. His teammates. His, it was I, I, whoever the the you know we're starting in the season. So the fact that he is he will ever, never have anything to do again with the NFL. Never. Maybe never. Maybe never. Do you know why? Do you know why I don't trust it? Because they just allowed uh, Penn State all of their stuff back. It, I, because we're just notorious for like doing stuff on the sly. Like while they're, I'm gonna do this for while Penn, nobody's now. Penn State wasn't permanent. Penn State was always a number of years. It was always a number. But like who? Nobody. If that would not have happened, 
Like people, we've forgotten about Penn State. We've forgotten about how severe and how disgusting that was. Look, how people, crazy that was. People have already forgotten about Ferguson. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to just sit here and say, well, Ray Rice will never be in the NFL again. Because I can't say that for sure. Oh, because somebody you, might be stupid enough to, to sign him. But the I, wrath of the media will come down so hard. You sure? There are lines that can't be crossed. You sure? I mean, God. There are lines. Okay, you know so what? then it's the video. Let, it's well, the let's video. Talk. If there were, if there was no video, maybe. Well, let's talk about this. Well, obviously not, because he only got suspended for two games That's when there there was no video, or there was video, but there was no video. Right. But let's talk about this though. Let me get your opinion on this. Okay. So, what's the difference between what what Ray Rice did and then what Solange did with Jay? Because we're we're repulsed at what Ray Rice did. But in Solange, in Solange and Jay-Z's case, it was either they caught the jokes and then it was like, what did Jay-Z do? There was no responsibility placed on Solange for, for attacking Jay in the elevator repeatedly, consistently during that elevator ride. What's the difference? Well, for starters, she didn't knock Jay-Z out. There's a, there's a, a physicality, there's a violence difference. She came at him like she wanted to knock him out. What well, if she, she did? Didn't. Well, then what's not, that's not what we're talking about. Okay. If the if the headline if if the if the footage that leaks is Solange knocks Jay out cold he's he's catching the jokes and then if it's no no if it's knocks out cold oh and then by the way you see Solange and Beyonce just calmly dragging him out of the elevator we'd be having a completely different conversation about their lives they would be they would be catching the slander but it would be like memes. It wouldn't be, oh my God, Solange needs to be dropped from her record label and she shouldn't put out and we're not going to support anything that she does ever again. We're still not having that conversation. Number one, I think there's, there's a difference when you're talking husband and wife. It, it's, it, why, it's why we don't call it assault. It's why we call it domestic violence. There's a difference. There's a power difference. Jesus. You don't think so? I, Otherwise, why would we call it domestic violence? I'm just... I think my my issue is is I, I'm not co-signing that, that video. You know what I'm saying? Like a man's hand should only be used to you know protect and build. And that's it. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be putting his hands on a female. And you know, shoot, I'm older now. I I don't like fighting. Period. I sh- I hopefully don't have to put my hands on another man ever again. Um, so that's repulsive. But there are equally we just have a system of what's bad and. After a while, things go, you know, we, the morality police, we jump up and we're like, this is terrible. This shouldn't happen. Then we forget about it and something else repulses us. And then when this issue comes back up, this is what I'm saying with Penn State, like they, they were molesting, they were molesting football players. They were molesting college kids for years, yep. years. It was com- It was probably common practice. It's safe to say that that was probably tradition. They knew about it. They hid it and they covered it. And now all of a sudden, like, it's like, oh, and by the way, we, we reinstated their stuff. It's not the fact that they reinstated it. It's when they did it. It's when they announced that they reinstated it. Oh, we're going to. OK, so everybody's talking about Ray Rice. And it's just there's just no focus on that. I, I just I just hate I just hate the, the I just I hate I, I don't hate the contradiction because we're all. We can all be contradictory. We're all contradictions. All of us are. We say one thing and do the other thing. Like we do that all the time. But God, yo, acknowledge it. Own it. But we, we act like we're so high and mighty that 
certain things repulse us and other things don't. We should be equally upset at, at all this stuff. But we're not. So don't 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 come out and say, oh, this is horrible. This is bad now when there's other stuff going on that's just as repulsive that either you know about, you do, you partake of, you think, you you act on, you consider. Like, that's corny to me. Yeah, but, Own well, it. but, but what's the what's the alternative? Everybody gets outraged over everything all the time. That's what we do. <laughs> but you're advocating for more. No, I'm not advocate. I'm advocating to acknowledge that everything is messed up, not just this. Not just this one isolated incident. All of it. All of what? <sighs> Hold on. I need to drink some water. <laughs> I need the Jeopardy music playing right now. Right. Now, th- things that go on. Ferguson. Right. Um, this. Um, drawing a blank because I'm hungry. But there's just so much that goes on in our culture consistently. They're like, we just act like this one thing is horrible, but then ignore all the other stuff. And I'm not saying that we should complain all the time. What I'm saying is, is we should just acknowledge that one, just we're, we, we are not as high and mighty and we are not as well put together as we think we are. God, we're still racist. You still have people who are treating athletes like slaves with the slave mentality. Our entire, I said, I said it, I've said it on previous episodes. Our entire culture is built on the notion of slavery. Yes, it is. Absolutely it is. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to separate that. I don't know if we ever can. Wow, frankly, that's a that's a big statement, dude. I mean, be, right? Because the, <laughs> I, I know people who are right. It's that soft racism. It's that using coded <laughs> language, and I say soft racism. And I hope nobody takes offense to that. Like seriously, what I mean by that is like coded language and terminology, yeah. and you know, um, I don't. I st- that's like in people who are my age. I still see that. So the theory of, oh, well, we can just let the old racists die off. Well, there are new racists taking their place. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't work. So the power structure of American society, I just don't know how else to do it. Like, I, I, actually, that's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is, I don't know how else America would do it. Capitalist society. There are winners and there are losers. And people forget that. We are all implicitly okay with that. You participate in this capitalist society, there are winners and there are losers. And the problem is, is that the white race got the biggest head start in the history of head starts. And all it took was 40 to 50, 40, not even 40 really, what, what, 30 years? 20 to 30 years of an attempt to level the playing field followed by a slow, gradual res- regression back to, well, okay, we-, we let you guys catch up, so uh, now what? No, no, no. People started settling, you know, the, well, I should say, Europeans started taking American, you know, Native American land in the 1600s. We had first slavery, and then the Jim Crow era, which was a, like, <laughs> which was a, softer version of that right to use that same sort of thing where it's okay so maybe it's not outright slavery but when you're talking sharecroppers when you're talking racist laws when you're talking other things like that the effect was to negate any gains made by african americans after the civil war as much as possible so first slavery then jim crow great guess what 30 to 40 years of kind of trying to Tilt, tilt the board back in favor of those who discriminated against for centuries. That's not enough. The real wealthy in this country, most of them, yeah, we, we love to talk about the new rich in this country. We do. Those are the famous people. Those are people on TV. Those are, the pe- those are the athletes. Those are musicians. Those are people in our get-rich-quick 15 minutes of fame society. Those are the people who are lionized. 
the people who own this country, who control this country, who have power in this country, a lot of these people have been, a lot of these families have been rich for a very long time. A lot of these corporations descended from other corporations that have been around a very long time. And racist attitudes, racist policies, and in some cases, it goes so far back as slavery helped them get to where they are. Yeah. You cannot simply say, well, we had affirmative action for a generation or two, so good luck. Unfortunately, people have very short memories. So people who are voting for politicians now, they're like, well, why does so-and-so get hired? And da-da-da-da-da, and I'm a white person, and da-da-da. And it's like, have a bigger picture. But we don't, because we don't like to talk about it. Because we don't want to admit that this country was built on slaves. So now what? What do we do now? Right, I mean, you're going to rant there. <laughs> if this were a, if this were a, 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 an explicit podcast, I would have immediately started doing the Puff Daddy from Victory. It's all left up now. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? <laughs> nah. Like... This is, I mean, it's, it's completely screwed up. But I think America is screwed up. It's exactly my point. I, I don't disagree with that. But I, I also, I don't mind people who get outraged. Because to me, for every 100 people who retweet something because they saw somebody tweet it and because it's the thing to get outraged about. If even one of those people takes that as an opportunity to start learning something else, that's somebody who didn't know before. It's not perfect. And there's a lot of noise because it's social media. But it's better than n- nobody saying anything at all, right? Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at it in the most positive way I can. <laughs> nah, it's true. <sighs> Do you even want to talk about this Jeezy album? <laughs> nope. We, we'll we have to save music for another time, man. Oh, man. Is, um, there any, is there anything else going on in our culture that we need to discuss? So you didn't really watch any NFL this week, right? <laughs> nope. Um, well, let me ask you this. So as a result... One last thing about to tie us all sort of together. So, as a result of the uh, of the Ray Rice incident, I'll call it. Although I hate even calling it that, the NFL has now adopted stricter policies. The No Fun League, or is this different? This is different. Um, okay. Actually, let me look this up right now. NFL domestic. Wow, that came up really quickly. Um, so, about two weeks ago, they announced. Let's see. So after the first offense, it's a six-game suspension without pay. First offense of what? Domestic, Domestic violence. violence. Okay. By the way, the fact that they know they have to have a policy where they have to build in escalations because they're – well, it's your second time that, that we know wow. that, that, that you beat your wife. So now on the second offense, it's a lifetime ban. Wow. Um. A player who receives a lifetime ban can petition for reinstatement after one year. Wow. So it's not really a lifetime ban. It's a, have you forgotten I did this yet ban. Wow. Um, <laughs> is that enough? Yeesh. Because there's, there's a couple things at play here, right? There's First of all, we have a criminal justice system in this country. Do we? Supposedly. <laughs> and okay. theoretically, we we have you know you're innocent until proven guilty. Kelly, not guilty. <laughs> I appreciate you keeping it hip hop on this very serious episode of Concrete <laughs> Speakers. Um, <laughs> can you believe I liked that song when it came out? No, I can't actually. <laughs> I'm actually very disappointed. I, I used to listen. I used to like Rock Wilder beats. I did too, but not that one. Oh, it wasn't that bad. I'm trying, but you can't judge me. You make R. Kelly sound like Kid Cudi. Stop it right now. <laughs> Tell me. I'm sorry. My, my they made a video for that. 
And they the worst did. part was, he was totally guilty. <laughs> we sang along to a song where he's saying he's not guilty for peeing on little girls. What I is wrong he- with us? Are you sure? That wasn't that wasn't during that time. That was when Jay stabbed Un. That's what that was over. That's no. Why do you think R. Kelly was on it? Um, that was two thousand. I thought that I thought the sex tape didn't come out until like oh two. Then why was R. Kelly singing on it? Because they were going to come out with best of. They were working on that. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. look that up. Look that I'm up. I'm looking look. at it right now. Guilty until proven innocence. You're probably right about the timing, but I could have sworn that. God, that record was terrible. <laughs> there were so many sound effects. R. Kelly guilty until maybe I'm wrong. Oh, oh, oh. Now that stupid song stuck in my head. Jiggy, get out. The song was terrible. Can you imagine where would Jay Z's career be if he went with Parking Lot Pimpin' instead of Give It to Me for that first single? That record saved his life. You think so? Saved his career. Not saved his Like, he wasn't like, it, this wasn't like, you know, Nas before Stillmatic. But, like, by the way, you, you, of course, were, were totally right. And this is way before, okay. which I knew in my head, but okay. So I don't feel so bad. I mean, this, you're right. The song's not great. Um, <laughs> God, bad. Um, <laughs> um, you think that Jay's career would have been... I mean, it would have been different. But hold on, would it, I mean, wouldn't you have just? Who's to say that's just not the second single? I don't Instead know. Instead of know, change you, the game. I'm. Oh God. Change the game for these. Oh, <laughs> Rick Rock, and I like Rick Rock beats too. Just not those. I mean, Thick in the House. I like I like Parking Lot Pimpin'. I liked Parking Lot Pimpin' too. I don't like it now, but I liked it. And of course, with, Squeeze First. I actually like Squeeze First. Squeeze First is nasty. Yeah, Jay was spitting on that. Right. Yeah, that might be, that might be the best Rick Rock collab that Jay had, right? Squeeze well, it was, it was what? It was Change the Game. Oh, Get Your Mind Right, Mommy. Oh, God. Oh, God. I know one person in the world, my best friends from high school, used to love that song. Like, why do you like the best song on that album? Or why do you like the worst song on that album? Like, the album that has Where Have You Been, the Dynasty intro, Streets is Talking, and that's the song you like? This, this can't, can't be this life. This can't be life. This, and that's the song you like? I mean, don't forget about Holla. Holla. <laughs> You meet him and her, and that's the song you like? Uh, 1-900-Hustler. And that's the song you like? Holla. We need to have an episode. It's called uh, Armand uh, Makes Keyboard Synth Noises. Uh, yeah, let's just, listen to, let's just listen to Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats. <laughs> Show them what you're dealing with. <laughs> oh, can you believe... Wu-Tang made that record with Ronald Eisley. Back in the game now. <laughs> I actually don't mind that record. I don't mind it either. It's, it's just track masters of all things. It's track masters. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. And you know, I think you and I both agree that track masters to a degree, they get a bad rap. Like, you know, cause when people think of everything that was wrong in the mid to late nineties with commercial hip hop, they blame the track masters, but the track masters also made some very grimy records. Well, not even that, but I think also part of the problem was just the imitation that then followed. There you go. Right. There you go. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Cause their commercial records, a lot of them were a dope classic crazy. Well, but and yeah. then of course, you know, Fiesta remix <laughs> created a monster of hand claps. Oh man. Oh, those claps. 
and Spanish guitars, pl- played by Carlos Santana. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I, uh, I liked when I liked when Pharrell did it. Like, please like, don't mind. No, those. Um, now nah, that that um, that initial Neptune's run after Super Thug. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> no, I, like I remember liking Please Don't Mind. And it had Gloria Velez in the video. That didn't hurt. Please Don't Mind. And then what was the other record? Cross the Border. Oh, my God. That hook. Cross the Border. Now you don't like that record? No. I just oh, remember that time on. because I just remember that time because that was that was back in the days when 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 guys started when calling girls ma became a thing. I was going to say all you needed was a throwback about eight sweatbands. In various locations, and you just called a girl ma. Dude, <laughs> you know how many girls I bagged by calling them ma? And I lived in Colorado at the time. They were like, "Oh my god!" Speak, and then I dated a little, some, speak a little Spanish, you know? No, nah, I, I didn't get. That. I have to go that far. Okay, good. Shout out, shout out to those who did, but I, I'm not. <laughs> but I totally had the the headbands and the wristbands and the oh god. <laughs> we uh we went completely off topic. We, we did. About, we kind of needed to. We okay. we were gonna. Getting a little crazy. We, we we were talking about innocent until proven guilty, but don't no 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 no. no. <laughs> I, uh, how are you in the studio and you hear that? It's and you're a like, different era. You have the little disco note. You're gonna make pull that record up. It's it's not as bad as you think it is. Oh yes, it is. No, you want bad synth records? Go listen to that. What was the 2000 Busta Rhymes album? Uh, Anarchy. Oh my God! There are some really bad Just Blaze beats on there. Um, because that was back when Just Blaze was doing his best Swiss beats impression, and he'll tell you that. Uh huh. He'll tell you. Busta Rhymes Anarchy. I need to remember what, what records were on there. Cause well, remember remember the video for Fire? <laughs> yep. Fire. They made such a big yeah. deal about that. I used to be with some. I used to, yeah, cause that got a uh, that got an MTV. Uh, what was the What was the name of that show? Behind the video or. Yeah. Something like, like that. that. Yeah, they had uh, records like, um, oh, oh, yeah. wow. Look, I'm looking at these. What a weird. Yeah, like <laughs> blood. Like some of these titles are great. There's a lot of exclamation points in this album. Yes, there are. Salute the gods. Two exclamation points though. Right. It's two. Blood out. What's the one that? What's the record that um <laughs> on this the Jade that Dilla did that was dope? Um, was it all night? No, that was Swiss Beats. Oh, okay. I really want to play these. I don't know, I don't know how you feel them. Was it Live It Up? Uh, live It Up and uh, Enjoy the Ride with the two Dilla beats. No, not Live It Up. You said Enjoy the Ride? Yeah. Oh, no, this ain't it. That's not it. Dang, what was that Dilla? Like, you might be thinking his next album. Nah, I might be Genesis thinking Genesis had uh, Make It Hurt. Nah, I might be thinking of ELE. I might be thinking of... Doom, doom, Genesis doom. is doom. secretly not bad. Mm. No, it's not. Busta, I mean, uh, oh my god! I really like the Big Bang. Like the Big Bang has some joints. That might be my favorite Busta album. The Big Bang has some joints. Uh, right. It, it might be on. Get you it? some. How we do it over here? Yeah. Been through the storm. Oh, been through the storm. Woo! Yeah. Just give it to me, raw. What was the name of that? What was that Busta Rhymes? Was it Genesis? Genesis, uh, Genesis. Uh, 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 I feel like it was on Anarchy. We got to. Was it? We put it down for y'all. No, that wasn't it. Oh I, used God, you I, used, I used to love it. <laughs> I used to love that record. 
Oh, that record is so bad. It's awful. That's not it. I feel like there's a... I hope, I hope this really comes through on the podcast so people can hear how bad these beats are. Ah, remember this. This is the record they played on the commercial. Remember they used to play like the commercials? Yes, I remember this commercial. Because I was like, what is that? (laughs) Y'all can't see it right now, but I've got elbows working on the keyboard and everything. I'm... Yo, that is the Swiss Beat Instagram. (laughs) Man, that record is crazy. (laughs) Oh, oh remember the 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 fake uh, the, uh the 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 fake J record get out? Oh, not. So. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. That here we go. I was, this is Dilla. What song is this? That beat is crazy. It's cool. Everybody's really appreciating the high fidelity. Okay. Yeah, you were cut. You were cutting out. What'd you say? I was just going to say, I'm sure everybody was loving the high fidelity of the uh, of you holding it up to the mic. I'm sorry. I'm just making sure they get it. Okay, I'm going to play it. All right. This, was this the best song on the album? We might need to do a Busta Rhymes retro. The beat's kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie. That's what? I don't really love this beat. You don't love the heist? Word? No. Are you bugging? I mean, it's probably the best one on this album. Drinking chocolate milk before we go in. Woo! Yeah, See, you're be- talking about lyrics, and I'm just hearing that high-pitched note on that beat, and I'm like, nope. That beat, nah, that beat is dope. That beat is dope. Do you, we, didn't, you didn't like Why We Die? <laughs> I used to love Why We Die. Come on, bust the DMX and Jay-Z on the same record? I had to like that record by default. Yeah, we might need to. I might need to re... Yeah, uh, New York-ish, I used to like that beat. Um, you Can't Hold the Torch? Yeah. Don't Get Carried Away? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Big Bang might be his best album. I think it's got to be. It's either that or what, ELE? Probably ELE, yeah. And ELE just had, like, it just had too many records, but that was 1998, so, or 1999, so those yeah. Are those, those are those first run of Swiss records mm-hmm. where they really shouldn't have worked, but they kind of did. Yep, yep, <clears throat> yep, yep. I will admit yep. the Legend of the Falloffs record on Big Bang's kind of weird, though. Is that the one where the beat is uh, them digging the grave? Yeah. I used to think that record was dope. I know. I forgot like, he had Nas on Don't Get Carried Away. Yeah. Oh, Dun- Get Down. Yeah. Yeah. It's had some joints on it. Right. Might need to listen to this. Oh, I don't remember. Wait, Get Down was the Timbaland record. Is that right. the one that they did on the... Remember the... the I remember, do. I know. I remember the video where they get all excited. <laughs> yeah, that joint. Is That that wasn't it, was it? I, I, I missed that, that mid-2000s run where everybody was like, oh... I can shoot video in the studio and put it online. Man, there was that, some- that was all the stuff that Consequence got away with. I think that was the stuff that Hyphen was talking about last week, right? With Beyonce playing Connect Four with Kanye and stuff like that. Yeah, right. That's the you know midnight hour. Oof. Oh, I know. We could we could have done a whole episode just talking about the midnight hour. We probably just need to do. We probably need to do like we need to do like episodes on random stuff like our favorite like hip hop moments that are on YouTube. And you and I just go back and forth and go through like five, like I I pick five, you pick five. Armand's least favorite synth hooks from you know, nineteen ninety nine. It's 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 a seventy five minute episode. Just to warn everyone. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh man. Busy. All right, now we are wildly off topic. Um, True clock radio speakers fashion. That pretty this much wraps it up, episode. right? Yeah. All right. Wrap it. all right. 
as usual, thank you all for listening. Use the hashtag Cockatoo Speakers. Let us let us know what you think about any of that. Whether it's hey, me, Sam. <laughs> whether it's me getting on my on my on my uh, soapbox <laughs> and talking about everything I was ranting about. You want to talk about Apple stuff? You want to? Although don't don't tweet Armand about Apple. Um, Big house. <laughs> you want to talk to us about Super you know stuff. really uh, <laughs> really uh, really bad Busta Rhymes records? That that's cool too. Um, you, you doing all right over there, Armand? I'm trying to close the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Close the show and then don't then let let me take them out with the song. All right. Um, and yeah, as always, we appreciate you uh, appreciate you listening, and we'll catch y'all next week. Swiss me, yes sir. Show them what they're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's uh, about it. It's beautiful.